What a great God we serve. So thankful for him this morning and what he's doing. And uh, we'll continue in our uh, lessons with, uh, been, as we're headed toward the Easter season, of course, next month. And um, talking about the resurrection is a big deal. It's a big deal to us. <laughs> uh, the scripture said if Jesus is not raised from the dead, then our faith is in vain and we would still be in our sins. Well, I was. It wouldn't matter if you was baptized a hundred times. It wouldn't matter how many times you'd been to church. If he didn't raise from the dead, then we would just be stuck where we are. I'm glad he did. So we've been talking about uh, room for the resurrection, and last week we talked about making room for Jesus in our life. Because it's easy to just say, "Well, I believe in him," but does he have a place in your life? Says so it's, it's, it's one thing to wear the t-shirt. But uh, have you been there and done that? You know, you can buy the T-shirt and, and get the bumper stickers. You can get all the paraphernalia. You can post it on your wall. But does he have a place in your life? All right. Is there somewhere that uh, is, is there somewhere that you go that you don't take Jesus with you? Because if there is, he's not really there at, at all. Because there should be nowhere that you go that he can't go. You shouldn't go places that he wouldn't want you to go. I could, I could just keep going. Anyway, you make room for him. And so today we're going to actually continue because we want to experience the resurrection. Paul said it in one place that I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. You know, there's a lot of things we think about when we think of Jesus, but Paul said, most importantly, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection because that's new life. That's life after death. Jesus did die. And so we die. We're buried with him. He's not burying us alive. Uh, you know, we're, we're dead in sin. All right. Trespasses. Scripture says so. We're buried. So, But we are raised to walk, Paul said, in newness of life. Resurrection. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. So today we'll continue with room for the resurrection. And we're going to reference a very familiar resurrection the resurrection of Lazarus if you have your Bibles and you want to follow with us just two verses right quick John 11 25 and 26 there's so much to preach from the resurrection of Lazarus but we're gonna uh, we could we started with Mary and Martha last week and we'll start with them again this week in this scenario where their brother has passed but Jesus actually speaking to Martha here verse 25 said unto her I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live that scripture specifically for the time they were at for Lazarus concerning the state he was in because Lazarus did believe in Jesus the whole household believed on him Mary and Martha and Lazarus all believed that he was the Christ Martha even goes as far to say so but then he also said, and whosoever liveth, whoever's alive right now and believeth in me shall never die. And then he says, or ask a question, believest thou this? Do you, do you believe that? So what do you believe today? To experience the resurrection life of Jesus and what it brings, we must believe in him. Hello, you've got yeah. to believe in him. It's more than just talking about him. And, and when I say believe in him, do you believe in who he is, what he can do, what he will do. Yes. 
you know, do you believe in him? Is there anything that happens that causes you not to believe that Jesus can handle it? The, the age-old answer to the question, is there anything too hard for the Lord? The answer will always be no. And if we believe in him, then we know that no matter what we face, where we're going, he's going to make it better. Let's pray for the word today. Lord, we love you so much. Thankful to be in your presence, to be back in your house. And Lord, we just ask you this morning to strengthen us, encourage us, help us to receive this word today. We do believe in you. Lord, help us to exercise our faith, believe in you through everything, Lord. We ask you today in Jesus' name. And everyone just said amen. Give the Lord another hand clap and a shout this morning before you're seated. Hallelujah. Lift up a good praise to him this morning. What a great God. I'm glad he rose from the dead. Thankful for the Lord this morning. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. Faith in God. Jesus said in one place very simply, have faith in God. And so we, we want to have faith uh, in the Lord. There's a, a story of a, a guy that was out on a hike. He was hiking up this narrow trail on the side of the mountain and uh, stumbled across a, a rock and uh, hit the ground and rolled toward the edge of the trail, which was a, about a thousand foot drop from where he was, and as he went over the edge, just as he's about to go off into the nothingness, his hands find a little tree, and he grabs it, and he's hanging there. Now, this man was very religious, and so he looked up into the heaven, and he said, is anybody there? Can you help me? And immediately a voice said, just believe in me and let go. And the man said, hmm. If there's anybody up there, can you help me? And the voice said, believe in me and just let go. The guy looked down past his feet and saw the rocks below him, and he looked back up to the sky, and he said, is there anybody else up there? You know, faith is like that sometimes. It's easy to have faith in the abstract. When, when everything's fine with us, it's just easy to... He can do it. He will do it. But when you're hanging off the edge of a cliff and a voice says, well, just let go. You know, Peter had to have that kind of faith when he saw Jesus walking on that stormy sea. If it's you, just bid me to come. And the Lord said, well, come on. That's it. Come. And so he had to actually say, now I'm going to actually step out of a boat into the water. And walk on the water. I mean, it was one thing to say it out loud, but it's another thing to follow through with what Jesus says. Well, if you ask me for this, I'll give you the answer, but then you have to obey the answer. It happened in Scripture time and time again where people would need something and Jesus would say, well, then do this. And if they did it, well, they were healed or they were blessed. Something happened in their life. It happened just like he said it would happen. He told Peter one time, said, hey, we've got to pay our taxes. Go down there and catch a fish. When you open his mouth, get the coin out and then go pay our taxes. But what if Jesus told you, hey, you want to pay your taxes? Go out there and, I don't know, go frog gigging, get you a frog. And when you split his belly open, there'll be a $100 bill in there. I don't know, but you know, whatever. But would you you'd be like, what? Just how about, how about that, what we say every week, Lord, check in the mail. That's, that's easier. 
just give me a check in the mail. Let me find something in my coat pocket, you know. Uh, but sometimes the Lord will say, what will you do with what I give you? Faith is a lot easier to exercise when everything's good and we're not really in the situation. It's always easy to speak faith to somebody. Hang in there. God's going to come through. Whew, glad that ain't me. You ever? Do, you, you may not have said it out loud, but in your mind, that little line went across. Glad that's not me. And so uh, we don't want to free fall from the side of the cliff. We want God to just make a way. Just reach down and pull me up, get me out of this thing. I don't want to have to let go of of this reality I have. So we, this guy hanging on the side of the cliff is trusting in what's in his hands. Sometimes we're going to have to let it get out of our hands before we can see God work. We have to believe in him. This is not nonsense and it's not science fiction. It's, this is the fact of faith when you live for God. That you just have to be able to let go sometimes and see him work a miracle. It's going to take letting go and doing things that we don't maybe want to do sometimes to actually see him do what he came to do. And we're going to get to that. So uh, the Mary and Martha kind of find themselves in this situation. This is a, it's been a tough week for them. They are now, uh, you know, they went too long ago. They were hosting Jesus in their home and had a great time with everybody there. And he was there and he was teaching. And we, we talked about that last week, how Mary was sitting at his feet. And, and just things were wonderful. But now it's not so wonderful. Lazarus, their brother, has passed, and um, how are they going to get through this? How are they going to see this change? What is going to make this situation change? This story is given to us for our benefit, for us to learn, and so we need to figure out and understand what is going to make this different for Mary and Martha. Well, it's just summed up in one word, believe. It's going to take faith. You know, Jesus, when he got the word that Lazarus was sick, Martha and Mary sent word to him. And he gets word of that, that he's, uh, Lazarus is sick. But he says, it says, Jesus said right then, whether out loud or to himself, but he said, this sickness is not unto death, but that I should be glorified. So uh, as they get ready, he, he abides two days in the same place. He didn't go anywhere. He didn't move. He knows that Lazarus is sick. He knows Lazarus is going to die. But he doesn't, he's not moving. And see, the humanity part of that is like, Jesus, we need something now. But he's like, I'm going to move in my time. And it will still be for my glory. But you got to move now. Because I need it now. No, I'm going to wait two days. I wonder how many times we've prayed and the Lord said, I'm going to wait a couple of days before I answer that. Aren't you glad we don't get a text saying get with you in a couple of days? We'd be mad at the Lord. Because you text your best friend and say, hey, I need you to come over and help me do something. Yeah, I'll get with you next week. What? You better get on over here. And so we want God like that. Hey, hey, hey. Did I just message you? Come on. Answer me. But it was all about belief. This whole Story, this whole miracle that was about to take place, even for his disciples. Because he told them uh, when they were getting ready to go, let's go see Lazarus now. I need to go wake him. 
out of sleep. And they said, well, Lord, if he's asleep, man, let the man rest. <laughs> let him take a nap. You know, we're going all the time. We know how good it is to finally get to sleep. And he said, listen, Lazarus is dead. And he said, and, and for your sakes, he said, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you might believe. He said, I'm glad I wasn't there because you, you've seen me heal people. You know those things I can do, but you need to see there's some other things. You've got to see some things so you'll understand you don't limit me uh, to one type of miracle. And he said, so I'm glad that I was not there because if I was there, I'm going to heal him. But I'm glad that I was not there and that he is dead, and this is so you will believe. There's a lot of things that we face we don't understand. God is just trying to build our faith. He's not trying to tear our faith down. He's not trying to make us feel like he doesn't care. I wonder what, you know, Mary and Martha, they know they sent a, a, a messenger or a note. Somehow they got word to him, and uh, they know he's busy. They know that people are thronging him, and he's got, so they may not even really been hurt feelings that he wasn't there, but I'm sure as the lonely times and, the, and during those two days that they sat around, they probably thought, man, did Jesus even care? I mean, does he, does he even care that, did he even try to get here, or did he just, you know, just blow us off? I mean, we, we think like that. Does Jesus know? Does he care? Or is something wrong with me? Is that why Jesus knows? We, we go through all the, all the uh, search all the criteria. Why didn't I get my miracle right when I wanted it or the way I wanted it? Because we can't figure out what God's doing. But God's doing things that's going to get him the glory. But it will be a blessing for you, and it will help you to believe that he can do anything. We cannot limit Jesus to one type of miracle. And see, everybody knows he can heal. Everybody knows that Jesus can heal people. But he needs them to see something else. That's why the book of Ephesians 3 tells us, said, listen, unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now, there's something, and that's what he's trying to build in his disciples, to the intent that you might believe. I need you to believe me and see that something else is going to happen. And I'm sure that he knew the grief that Mary and Martha uh, were going through. And said, well, why didn't he spare them that grief? Because sometimes we need to go through things so that we can see that Jesus does still care. You know, if he just, uh, at, he know, there's nothing right now that he does not know about any one person on this planet. He knows, uh, that's mind-boggling, but for all the millions of people, billions of people on this planet, he knows exactly what's going on in each life. And just at the thought of it, he could actually make everything better for each person. He could, he could answer, he could heal every sickness right now, just like that. And all the people are like, wow, no grief, no, no trials, no tests, no tribulation. And so now we have no tribulation, then we have no patience. Because the scripture says tribulation worketh patience. And now he's got a bunch of spoiled brat cheering. <laughs> That's always good. Now, 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 now. Because that's what you always have done. So sometimes it's through these times that even in grief that the Lord is saying, listen, you'll go through this grief. You'll get through this situation and you'll find out at the end that I do love you. And that even through all of this, I had a greater miracle coming 
Everybody wanted healing, but he had something greater because he had to show them something greater. So Jesus waits two full days before he, he leaves, and, uh, but he's still on his way there. You've heard this in songs. You've heard people say this before, but when God puts out a delay, it is not a denial. It does not mean that God is not going to come through. He just might not. He, he don't work on our clock. We're not his boss. And um, we, we don't order the Lord around. We have faith in him, and then we trust him to do what he knows will be best. And that's what he's about to do. Lazarus had been buried four days when Martha gets the, the word, Jesus is just about here. So uh, she, she's like, well, I'm glad he's coming. She still feels like it's a little late. You know, she gets out there to him. Well, Jesus, if you'd just been here, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It wouldn't have to be this way. We could have avoided all of this. But she does at least say, but I am still, I, I do believe that even now, whatever you ask God, he'll give it to you. Whatever, whatever you're going to go on, I believe that God will give it to you. But, you know, if you'd have just been here, you'd have healed him. We wouldn't be in this situation. Again, I know he can heal, and that's where I stop him at. Sometimes we just stop Jesus right where we think that's as far as he can go. Like he can do nothing else this far. There's nothing else he can do. Jesus has a very simple reply, and he tells her, your brother will live again. Well, she's thinking future tense. He's speaking prophetically. Well, Lord, I know he'll live again in the resurrection. She believed in the resurrection from the dead. So she, I know that he will live then. And so it's right there where Jesus has to do what he does to us so many times. I've got to get you to see what is standing right in front of you. He did the same thing with the woman at the well. He went to her, talk, began to talk about uh, give me to drink and and he said, if you only knew the gift of God and who it was who asked you for a drink, you would be asking me for living water. He, you can't see the miracle what is that's right in front of you right now, and neither could Martha. She said, well, I know, Lord, that you know, in the future, way down the road, I understand my brother will live again, and what a great day that will be. And she starts singing a song about it, you know. He's not saying this is about a song about heaven. He said, I'm telling you right now, I am the resurrection and the life. I need you to see what is standing right in front of you today. I'm not talking about that day. I'm talking about right now. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. He was speaking that specifically to the scenario that Lazarus was in. And so... Man, Martha takes off, goes home, secretly tells Mary, hey, the master's here. He's calling for you. So Mary jumps up, takes off uh, out the door. She, she falls down, tears in her eyes, and has the same exact mindset as her sister. Lord, if you had been here, if you'd have just been here, my brother would not have died. You could have healed him. We wouldn't be heartbroken. This wouldn't be going on. She's not blaming him. She's just like, I know if you'd been here, you can heal. But now that you're here, you're just like us. You're just a mourner. You're just here to see the grave. You're just here. You know, it's like they have stopped him from being able to do anything 
that he can do. But we've got to see beyond the healing so we can see the resurrection. If you'd just been here, Lord, it could have been different. Well, he is here. Well, if you ever leave, leave a church service and, and unchanged, it's because you didn't see what was right before you. I'm telling you, if you want to live in this life, if we, we talked about knowing the resurrection and knowing him and the power of his resurrection, living in this resurrected life, I'm not talking about that now if, if God raised you from the dead and I don't know it, praise God. But I'm talking about all of us that have experienced uh, that resurrection out of that water grave, that resurrection of the Holy Ghost living inside of us, this new life that he has given us, living this resurrected life. Not the same as we were before. Old things have passed away. All things are become new. I'm talking about uh, we have experienced that. We know that he can change us and bless us. I'm glad today that, that I have experienced that. I'm glad that I know today that I, I have not limited him in what he can do in my life. I see something else that Jesus can do. He can change a life. I'm not trying to stop him. I, I can see, and I don't want to leave a church service without having, you know, well, I came for a healing, but I'm still sick in my body. But I guarantee you, you may have a renewed faith that it's coming. So if it didn't happen exactly the way you thought it should happen right that day in that service, that don't mean it ain't happening. It might be Jesus on that two-day waiting period. You know, it might be a week. It might be a little while longer. Sometimes we talked about that. Uh, Sister Jenny testified about Brother Josh and the things he's been through in his life. That healing comes over time. And we've watched him progressively get better and better and better. And we've seen that. And there's no doubt in our minds that it's the hand of God. For over nine months, the boy hadn't had any treatment at all. And yet the doctor's are like, not us, because we're not giving him anything. But he's not getting worse. He's, he's not changing. He's getting better. So uh, that's what happens with us sometimes. Never forget that when you are in this place or anywhere where there's two or more gathered in his name, he's there in the midst. And, and tell me, what could I limit him to? I don't want to limit him to, uh, you know, that all he can do is give me goosebumps. I don't want to limit him to all he can do is make me get them chills and, and uh, maybe make me shout a little bit. And that's all that happens if the Lord only makes you shout or jump a little bit. Man, you're, boy, you're shortchanging yourself. You need to let him change you and work in your life and make things better for you. And, and uh, sometimes it'll be things that you just can't understand. I don't know why this had to be this way, His Mary and Martha in that, in that boat. And now they're about to get uh, presented with a let go of the bush situation. Like we talked about our mountain climber man hanging on the side of the cliff and the Lord saying, just let go and believe in me. Well, now that he's seen Mary and Martha, he says, show me where you have laid him. And they get to the, the place where Lazarus' tomb is at and, and uh, you know, everybody's uh, watching him and they, they see Jesus wept. And, of course, uh, so many interpretations about what happened right there at that point. That's not really... Uh, a point in our lesson but at this at this point of the story Jesus looks at Mary and Martha and he says take away the stone and it's Martha who says but Lord by this time 
He's been dead four days. By this time, he stinks. He smells. It's, he's beginning to, you know, he's beginning to decay. And, and uh, you know, nothing changes that. We know what happens. It's, it's a reality that when people are dead and they're dead this amount of time, especially in this climate, that no matter what we've done, as far as wrapping him up, taking care of the body, he's going to be smelling. It's going to be, we, you know, it, it makes no sense. This is, it's, you know, it's a, it's the, the indignity of that to him and to us, our family, to have to endure that and, and know that that smell is our brother dying, you know, decaying in that, you know, Lord. But Jesus said, didn't I say, if you would believe, that you would see the glory of God. So he told them again, take this stone away. Now, I actually, I absolutely believe that when they rolled that stone back, that people immediately were like, oh, because Lazarus was dead four days. And it was a fact. He was decaying. He was decomposing in that tomb. He was not preserved waiting for this miracle to come. He was dead four days. Jesus waited two days on purpose he waited to get there when he knew that it would be that this is all they can see but I'm about to show them something that they've never seen before because they even made the statement could not this man who opened blinded eyes could he not have healed him and spared them all of this and, and so it was all about he, he can only do this this is where he's limited to this is what he does he's the healer but he said, you got to see past. Yeah, I am. I'm the healer of all your diseases, no doubt about it. But I am also the resurrection and the life, which means I can go past healing. I can reach into the depths of death and pull you back because I am the resurrection and I am the life. I, I, I'm not, uh, and uh, let me tell you, Lazarus was not going to be a zombie. He was not going to come out with his flesh falling off and uh, and just still nasty and stinking. When he finally they rolled this stone away, I'm sure everybody was like, "This is this is crazy. There's no way he's fixing to do this." Lazarus, come forth. I'm sure everybody got. Wait, let's see what's going to happen. And can you imagine staring into that dark tomb? I, I I like to think of it like this. This is my mind, and you know it doesn't go into detail, but immediately. That smell was gone because he's not decomposing anymore. Now, things were changing. His body was decaying, but his flesh returned whole. The organs were made whole. The blood began to flow through the organs again. The, the the eyes, uh, everything, the, the the light was coming back. The eyes, the, the neurons in his brain, whatever it is, they say, was begin to fire again. He, he had his motor skills and and all everything. There was nothing wrong. He was not half dead. He was not uh, he was not uh, some kind of freak, some kind of zombie. He was alive. It says he that was dead came forth. If he was dead, but now he's not. That means they know nothing identifying with death on him except the grave clothes and I'm sure as they're staring into that dark cave did you see something and they could just hear something shuffling because he's wrapped up with yards and yards of grave clothes and they can hear his feet shuffling trying to walk out and all of a sudden coming out of the dark slowly slowly there's Lazarus I don't know who fainted I don't know who I don't know who ran 
who screamed. I have no, I'm sure that the, the situation was chaotic. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I believe that the Lord can raise them from the dead. But if I am ever in a place where I see somebody that was dead, especially four days, come back to life, I'm, I'm going to have a less than calm reaction. Uh, I don't know what I will do. Uh, what I would do, and I, you can't say, well, I would just be just praising God and dancing as you're running. Yeah. Lord, put that running spirit on me. I had to take off. But it's that belief. He said, did I not tell you that if you would believe? And so when we read, so we read this, and you think, now, here's this little bitty old Judean town with all these just, it's just ordinary people. How is it that they were able to see this miracle? Well, it's because Jesus went. Hold on. Because Jesus was in a lot of places where miracles didn't happen. Because they would not believe. He went to his own hometown. And he said he could not do many miracles there because they would not believe. And so uh, all they had to do, they, they had to believe so that they could access this power of God. He that believeth in me, Jesus said, though he were dead, yet he would live. Jesus reiterated this to the sisters again. When he said, didn't I say, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. When you believe. Now, we must believe. We've, talk, we've mentioned this so much uh, lately about just believing. Um, there was a man in Mark chapter 9. His son was possessed with devils. And he brought him to the disciples. And they said, I, I brought him to them, Jesus. They couldn't do nothing. And he looked at Jesus and said, if you can do anything, have mercy on us. And the Lord looked at him and said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And boy, he fell down and he said, this, this is what this man did. He said, I believe. Jesus did not heal that boy until after this man's statement of faith. He said, I believe. And uh, Jesus, uh, of course, cast out the spirit and, and presented him back to the father like he was alive. And, and so uh, this very fundamental, very simple. I said this in prayer meeting the other night. We often make things so much harder than they have to be. You know, it's like we read between the lines in Scripture. So I know it just he says he believed, but but he had to spin around three times and jump up and down or or something. He had to been you know he had to fast sixty eight days. He had to have you know ravens bringing him food. I mean, something had to, he had to see an angel. You know, no. All those people in Hebrews 11, very ordinary people except for the fact that they believed in God and God did many mighty works through them. The people that know their God, the scripture says, would do, be mighty and do exploits. Uh, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. They'll cast out devils. They'll uh, speak in new tongues. You know, it's, it's just on and on the things that signs that follow believers. Believers. And so uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him. So 
when I say uh, believe, our belief must be manifested in our actions. Now, when you think about faith, you think about a, a word that something that is synonymous to faith. And we probably say believe, you know, faith, belief. Uh, trust would be a good word. You know, if, if you're going to have faith, it deals with trust. Uh, faith deals in expectation. You know, when, when we talk about faith, it's because I have expectation in God. I trust God. I believe in God. But none of those things will matter if I am not obedient to God. Because faith without works is dead. This kind of faith is manifest in our obedience to God. Faith is more than simply a mental agreement with the Lord that I believe he actually is. It's more than, you know, we, we like to ESP God. Yeah, just read my mind, Lord. You know what's in my heart. I don't have to speak or say anything. But one writer said, I believe, therefore I have spoken. I believe that we ought to open our mouth and actually speak. Uh, faith is actively living out God's principles in our lives until we do the things uh, that we know he desires, then we have not really demonstrated faith. See, we think that faith is only active when there is a great need. But you live by every scripture in faith. Thou shalt not steal. You know when you don't, when you, because you make a decision, hey, I'm not, I'm not a thief. That's faith in God's word. It's not because you're just that great person. That's faith in God's word. When you decide, when you have an opportunity to lie and you don't, well, that's faith in God's word because the word of God says uh, not to lie. You know, all the things we keep with those Ten Commandments, well, you keep them by faith. And the Bible says we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And so when you are living out those principles day by day, uh, you're living out and showing, why do you live that way? You ever had anybody ask you that? Why do you live that way? Uh, because the scripture says to, I'm living by faith. You, know, we, you sing the old song, living by faith in Jesus above. You know, I'm just living every day. Hey, guess what? Some days I'm not hanging off the side of a cliff. I don't need some supernatural miracle today. Everything's good. All I got to do is get the grass cut. That's it. That's my day. You know, but I'm living by faith. And I'm going to have faith in God. If, if somebody calls me while I'm on my mower and says, hey, I'm headed to the hospital. This is going on. Hey, I'm about to go into that uh, believing that God's going to come through with a miracle mode. And guess what? I don't, it's the same faith that I just woke up living that I have for a miracle. It's not like, whoo, i got to jump up and rip my shirt and flip over so I can pray a healing on somebody. You know, it's like. I, I, can be, I don't have to get off the lawnmower. I can, I can pull my hat off and, and say, right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, they need a miracle. Could you And pray that prayer of faith right there because that's where all these miracles happened, right in the middle of everybody's day. Who knows what happened to Lazarus? He was sick, wasn't feeling good. Maybe he walked in the kitchen and said, Martha. Oh! She's right in the middle of making biscuits. Lazarus just died. Who knows what she was doing? I don't know. There's a little girl that, that, that Jairus' daughter, she got sick. What happened? I don't know. Did she get bit by something? Is it, you know, she get bit by the viper or was she out playing in the yard? Something happened. I, I have no idea where all these uh, scenarios came from, but it wasn't like it was just 
uh, some great thing orchestrated. It was just people in their daily lives that Jesus intervened and said, listen, have faith every day in the day-to-day. I'll do, hey, some days I'll heal, some days I'll resurrect. You know? And so, uh, but don't limit me by saying this is all I can do. Because I can do exceeding abundantly above whatever you ask or think. So, but this life of faith has to be manifest in our daily walk. You know, like I say, man, it's great. Hey, listen, I'm glad for days that I don't have to pray for the sick. Yeah, because I don't want nobody to be sick. So I'm glad for days where I don't have to uh, comfort someone who has lost a loved one because I don't want people to have to go through those things. I, I, I'm thankful for those. But that doesn't mean I take a day off from having faith because I live this life because you know, I've got to have faith so I can be caught up out of here one day. I don't want to be faithless on those days. Let me, you know, faith is not a cape. Faith is not, let me, whoosh, see, it says faith right here. It's not, it's not a costume. We're not superheroes. We're children of God, and we're children of God because of our faith in him. People understand, hey, I'm not trying to uh, be anything other than a child of God I just have faith in God and so in the life uh, of Mary and Martha right now uh, you know you think well they they did you know demonstrated faith by sending for Jesus well they believed in him they believed in who he was but none of that mattered they, they were sending for him but when he got there well if you had been here something could have happened Hey, but he's here now. Yeah, but Lazarus already dead four days. Yeah, but he's here now. You see, he's standing in front of you, right? You just said he was the Christ. You believed he was the Messiah. You sent for him for a reason. Yeah, but we sent for him because we want him to heal Lazarus. I just want to the Lord reach over and go, Martha, just knocking on her head. Anybody home? Let me say this one more time. Did I not say, if you believe, you know, it's just like, can you get what I'm trying to say to you, not understand what is coming through here? And so they did not just demonstrate their faith by uh, sending for him or running out to meet him when he came. Their faith was demonstrated when they obeyed a very tough and difficult task. Roll the stone away. Their their faith was expressed when they obeyed that command because at that moment, the idea that Jesus had power over death, that was more than just an abstract exercise. This was the real deal. He was asking them to make themselves vulnerable to hurt, to disappointment, to public ridicule because I'm sure everybody there went like, you are not going to roll that stone away, Martha. Y'all are not going to move. You know he's been dead four days. And I don't know where Jesus, what, what kind of trip he's on right now, but I'm telling you, don't roll. They had to, if, what if he don't come out? And then what are you, you're going to feel real funny then, aren't you, Martha? People will try to talk you out of miracles that Jesus can't do this, that he can't resurrect. But, hey, man, this is disrespectful to the dead. 
to your brother's memory. And this will haunt you forever if you do this. And, and when nothing happens, you're going to see. But their faith carried the day. Because they went ahead and rolled that stone away. And guess what? Lazarus did come forth. And it's like that in almost every crisis that we go through. We arrive at a point where our belief in God is no longer just the subject of a sermon we've heard or a book we've read. It's not a feeling generated by a good choir song. It is not even a collective belief that we share with our brothers and sisters in this room. Faith in that moment becomes a very personal choice to either obey or not to obey. I mean, it's, it, like I said, it's in every action that you do. Do you still pay your tithes when you didn't get all your hours that week? You still pay your tithes in a pandemic? That'd have been a good one. Yeah. Well, do we persist in faithful service to God when others mock us for our faith, or or do we back down? Do we refuse discouragement and continue to pray as we watch uh, our backslidden loved ones continue to walk away, or do we keep believing that God's going to bring them home one day? Because if we stop, that's where faith is denied. Because once we stop praying for it, we just severed that tie. And we say, well, not them. He can't save them. He can't help me. He can't provide this need. But the scripture says he supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. So through Christ Jesus, so our belief in him. So when we embrace and exercise faith uh, or exercise it, faith becomes effectual. It begins to work. We begin to see things. The things you have seen, you've seen them by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And so it's not, uh, you know, I, I don't say that I uh, see. And that's what, you know, people always say seeing is believing. But it's, I don't have to see to believe. But I've always said this. But because I have believed, I have seen a lot. It's, it's when you begin to believe uh, what he can do. And, it, and it, like I said, it happened like in the scriptures over and over and over again. There was a, a <clears throat> the man, uh, the great man, uh, soldier, Naaman. Uh, he came to be healed of his leprosy. And he was not just healed. Go dip seven times in the Jordan River. He didn't want to do it. But his servants convinced him to do it. And so he went and he dipped seven times. And when his flesh was made whole, his leprosy was healed from him. Israel marched silently around Jericho uh, 13 times over seven days. And guess what happened? That's because they were obedient and the walls came down just like God said. It was hot. It was ridiculous to march around this building, this, these great walls, and think that anything was going to happen. But they did it. And it did happen. A blind man stumbled through the streets of Jerusalem looking for the pool of Siloam. So he could wash the mud from his eyes that Jesus made with his spit. Jake, I've heard him preach that message. I don't know where he's at, but I've heard him preach that message. And uh, he said, he talked about him putting that on his eyes. And we think, wow, miracle mud from Jesus. It didn't open his eyes. He had to do what Jesus said. Now go and wash in the pool. And so once he went and washed, then he came seeing. And so, uh, you know, sometimes just being in his presence. They were in the presence of Jesus. 
But he said, but you're going to have to believe to see the glory of God. And you're going to have to obey and be obedient uh, to the command to see the glory of God. Roll the stone away. And so in every case in Scripture, uh, the man, he could have been like, this is ridiculous. I'm blind, and he's taking advantage of me. He's made me look like a fool. He's spit and put mud in my eyes, and I ain't doing this. And just He could have walked. It's his choice, and it's our choice to obey the commands of the Lord. He's, he doesn't force us, but so many times we just miss the, the greatest miracle because we won't do what he asked us to do. And, and sometimes it's never even as extreme as what he asked for Mary and Martha. He just wants us to trust him. Hey, don't go there. Sometimes he may ask us to cut, you know, a friendship off or a relationship off for a while because it's hurting us. But we don't want to do that. It messes my flesh. Lay that down. Stop that habit. Don't listen to this. Don't watch that. Oh, Lord, you know, I'll be, I still believe in you. I need you to do some things for me if you're going to see me move. The resurrection power of Christ is never in question. It's there. He can resurrect people. He can resurrect a broken marriage. He can resurrect people from financial ruin. He can resurrect a life that is dead in trespasses and sin. The only question is whether we will be obedient to his word. James uh, said it like this. Oh, man, it's time. Is it over already? I'm going to be good today. Y'all stand with me. Because if I keep going, we'll be here to 12. Simply, simply put, faith without works is dead. And that is what James said. Faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Will we know, he said, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You see that how by works a man is justified and not by faith only. We're not saying that you earn your salvation, that it's your works that get you saved. That's not, because I know that by grace through faith are we saved. But we live this life and see the power of God visible in our lives through living every day by faith. Everything we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name of Jesus. Well, but this, there's no faith in that name. What you're doing, it, it doesn't mean anything can't just show up and say now here I am Lord do what you want to do you got to let him because God never forces us into anything because there's nothing he wants more than to see you washed from your sins but he will never pick you up and dunk you himself you know that Jesus never baptized anybody his disciples did and he was there watching them but he never baptized anybody he said, this will be a work my people do. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be here. It's going to be in my name. But I'm not the one that's going to do it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's scripture. And people still ignore it. Why? Every scripture we obey is by faith in him. And so the Lord wants us to, to just believe, hey, I know you're here and I'm here, but will you do what I ask you to do. Will you just follow my word, follow my commandments? There's nothing more that he wants to do than fill people with his spirit. 
But he does not pry your mouth open and shove a funnel down your throat and start pouring it out. Jesus said, you know who he said receives the Spirit? In, in the book of John, he said, and they that believe on him should receive it. That's what he said. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. They didn't understand it. He said this. He spake of the Holy Ghost. He said that they that believe on him should receive. You got to believe it. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and love him this morning. I want a working, obedient belief and faith in him today. Lord, we're here gathered in your name. And I believe that according to scripture that you are here in the midst. Lord, we want to be obedient. Lord, you may not ask us to do some great thing today. You may not ask us to go dip seven times somewhere or wash mud from our eyes. But Lord, you did command us in your word to worship you, to praise you, to enter into your gates with thanksgiving, to enter into your courts with praise. And Lord, you did uh, give us word and scripture to follow and live our life by every day. So Lord, today we live our life in faith. Sometimes a very simple life. Sometimes a life that is full of trouble and in need and God but it's the same faith in you our God who can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think today Lord we just ask you to help us as the disciples did increase our faith help us to have faith in you Lord we love you and we thank you for it in Jesus name amen praise God give him a hand clap of praise today have faith in the Lord man it's something to just, there's a lot of frustrated Christians in this world because they believe, but they're not seeing anything. And it's because they won't put any works with that faith. I'm talking about born again people that are frustrated because they're just not seeing Friend, we've got to do more than just say, oh, well, I, I believe. Yeah, okay, but what are you doing with that? Roll the stone away. Whatever's between you and the miracle, get it out of the way. Whatever's between you and your miracle today, roll it out of the way. And watch that miracle come walking right out of that dark place. A mm. lot to preach, a lot to preach. Hey, let's find a place to pray. We're going to have a great service in Jesus' name. God bless you this morning.